Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the Royal City Games Cast, the show about life, games, movies, and being dad. I'm Jordan, and with me this week is Will. Will, how you doing, man? Hey, Jordan. Great to be back. Awesome to have you, man. I appreciate you stepping in. Mateo wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to make it tonight. He uh, he had some personal commitments that uh, he needed to take care of. So uh, we are hanging out with Will again tonight, which is awesome. What have you been up to, man? Um, other than work, not really a whole lot. Interesting enough, you know, we had a um, we had a play date yesterday with Finn. Uh, and one of our, our uh, friends who has a kid that's a couple of months older than Finn. He was born in June. Finn was born in November. So it's interesting to to watch Finn interacting with kids other than hearing about it through daycare. Um, actually watching him like, you know, with, with kids close to his own age. Um, apparently, uh, the newest strand of COVID seems to be going around the daycare now. Uh, we had one kid that yeah. was off, that was off as of Sunday and then my wife just heard from our daycare provider that another kid who had been in daycare uh, up until yesterday also tested positive for COVID. So it seems like the strand is starting to work its way through again. And now we're just waiting to see if uh, Finn's going to wake up one morning with symptoms and then we're all going to have to quarantine again. So we actually started, started back up the mask policy at our work again, surprisingly. Uh, so we're, oh, nice. you know, I, I was back in the office today with a mask on. I mean, it wasn't a huge deal, um, but it was sort of last minute just based on, you know, the fact that this new BA5, I think it's BA5 strain is starting to take flight and the, you know, Lord knows how, how quickly it's spreading. Right. So they they want to take their precautions and that's totally fine. As for Finn so far, he seems okay. Symptom free, you know, knock on wood, but uh, we're just going to keep a close eye on, on him and hopefully we don't catch it again. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah, I, I haven't had internet at the house this week. We typically rent our internet from the MiFi at the library, uh, but it just hasn't been our week. We didn't get it this week. So I've actually been working out of a cafe in Georgetown. Uh, okay, spending, nice. Spending about six to eight hours there and it's it's very noisy, but also much like working in a Starbucks, there's something oddly therapeutic about it. Um just working around coffee and and uh yeah sometimes i just like that sort of change of scenery that uh i you know i feel like when i'm at home i i'm distracted i want to turn on the tv or play a game and i'm like nope if i'm at a cafe i'm focused on my work but yeah i mean that's basically I've, it for me it's funny you say that because i just started i just started the new role this week and uh I was actually thinking today, I was like, you know what, like maybe I can go and just work at a coffee shop, even if it's just for like the morning or something like that, just to get out of the house. Um, you know, this new role that I started, I mean, we did a recording a couple of weeks ago that the internet ate, so I haven't really been able to talk about it, but, uh, but yeah, I started three days ago and it's fully remote. So I'm just kind of where I'm working out of the basement here. It would have been my office upstairs previously, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm just trying to think of kind of same same ideas that you're kind of thinking about. I think you're doing it more out of the necessity for the internet. I'm doing it maybe a little bit more out of the necessity just to maybe get out of the um get out of the basement for a little bit and get outside and maybe go to a different space. That's something that I think I'm definitely going to try potentially in the future. Um see kind of how that goes. Um other than that, man, yeah, I mean on on my front on the home front it's been just a whirlwind i mean the last couple of weeks just you know transitioning from one job to the next job um it's been great because i mean maddie's been on summer break um just because all the kids are out so she's out until school starts in september so it's been it's been really helpful that um you know she's she's been at home uh you know every day and she's been been hanging out with Reese and and doing all of that stuff and she's been getting a lot of things done around the house that she's been putting off until until her vacation in the summertime so it's uh yeah it's just been good we've we've all just kind of really been hanging out at home as a family this week which has been uh which has been great and uh yeah and the dog is is not adjusting well to that he doesn't really know what to do because he can't sleep all day um like yeah. he's used to so he's having to chase around the kid all day and um yeah at nighttime he's just uh he's just dead so it's it's good i know he's 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 enjoying it but yeah it's just funny to watch him 
week to week. Um, other than that, yeah, just this this new role. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a great opportunity for me, and I'm super super excited about it. Definitely a huge change for me. I mean, after 13 years of doing the same thing over and over again, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a uh, an adjustment per se. Um, so yeah, I've just been taking everything in with a fire hose the last couple of days and just trying to find a way to contribute. So it's, uh, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a lot though. So I'm glad that, you know, Maddie's even off over the next, you know, couple yeah. months just to be able to kind of make things a little bit easier here at home, which is, which is huge. So. Um, and were you saying that your daughter's at home? Is she, is she not in daycare at the moment? Yeah, so we're we're super fortunate because my uh, my wife, when we originally set up the daycare, and hopefully we stay with this lady as long as we can, she um, she only takes teachers' kids, um, just oh. so that she can plan her her holidays. So what she'll do is she'll take um, she takes really only kid, uh, teachers' kids, and then um, in the summer times and uh, Christmas break, March break. Um, you know, any of those other days, she, well, any of the other, those are really the only breaks she will just be off. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's advantageous for us too, cause we don't have to pay her, uh, during those periods. So obviously we get a bit of a break from the, uh, the regular daycare payments for those listeners yeah. out there that maybe don't know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an expense, um, to say the least. So that's, that's definitely a plus. I mean, and, you know, we're super fortunate that we found this this absolutely amazing woman she does home daycare and she has about five kids and uh yeah we're we're very very fortunate because i you know we know how hard it is for for people to find daycare right now just even to find daycare let alone whether it's good or bad right just to find somebody to kind of take care of your kids on a day-to-day basis so it's um yeah, it's good now. I mean, even though she's off um, in the summer times, like she's not doing daycare, she's still technically doing daycare. So it's kind of confusing, but she does what she calls like a summer daycare. Um, and she she pretty much opens up the daycare from like Tuesday to Thursday. Um, some of the weeks in there, she'll just take them off. But essentially we can send the kid, uh, we can send Reese, keep going or the kid. We can send Reese to, we can send Reese to daycare for like one day a week or three days a week if we want. So we decided we're just going to send her there like on Wednesdays. That way at least she, you know, can hang out with her friends and stuff like that. And like, she really enjoys daycare. Right. So I think it's, it is good mm-hmm. for her to at least try to go there. Um, once a week. Um, but we obviously, I mean, the other thing too, like it's an expense, right? So, I mean, if, if Maddie's off, I mean, it's, we don't want to, we want her to have that experience, but also if we can save, you know, the, the cost of daycare for a couple months, it makes a big difference for those people right, that right. know what those costs are. Right. So, um, yeah, not cheap. That's for sure. They're most definitely not cheap. So yeah, I mean, and you know, knock on wood, hopefully we do want to have more kids, but we're going to wait until the wedding next year. And then we're going to, you know, hopefully, Naka would only have one kid in daycare at a time. So depending yeah. that, uh, you know, our plan kind of goes, goes according to plan. Um, so we'll see, we'll see kind of how, um, how all that goes. We're also kind of hoping that maybe daycare is going to get a little bit cheaper, but, uh, it's weird out there. Like it's, it's just, you know, the government's promised to reduce daycare to like $10 a day. And obviously they're going to have to like, do that over like a a period of time. Right. But there's no real clarity or understanding on how that works. If it's not like a, like if it's a home daycare, do you know what I mean? Like I I was going to say like privately run daycares or not unregistered daycares. Like they, do they follow suit? Like, I mean, I would imagine like it's the government funded daycares or government run daycares would be switching to, I think here in Canada, they're talking like $10 a day, which on paper that sounds, that sounds great. But like, that could screw over a lot of people who had opened their daycare, say during COVID, because that was a big time to do so when everybody was uh, starting to work from home and then their yeah. kids were not in school. So it's like, well, they need childcare. <laughs> and yeah. Where else do you send them? Right. Well, and it's tricky too. Cause like, you know, I think that like you can still claim like whatever you pay for childcare, obviously on your taxes. Right. So you get a tax deduction. I don't know how much it is. Cause I haven't claimed it yet. Um, but 
you know how like even the private daycare is the fact that she has five five kids like she still has to get registered um as a daycare provider like you have to be registered with i think the ontario government or something like that to run an an in-house daycare like it's not um it's not like she's like running a an operation without like any oversight like she does have some sort of oversight but it's not like it's not like a registered environment where they have a building and it's like run by the government and and so on and so forth so it's how exactly are they bridging the divide there because there's so many um parents out there that are using you know people like the daycare provider that we have that you know run a daycare out of their house and they have like you know three four or five kids that they're they're looking after right so how do they how, yeah. how's the government going to figure out how to take care of those is it going to be like a tax credit is it going to be like a um you know like a payment from the government i don't know so it's we're we're not entirely clear on that i think we just kind of said we're not even going to think about it probably until like the beginning of next year exactly. um but i mean for us too like we talked we did talk about it right and i mean if if day, the price of daycare goes in half right i mean we have to kind of maybe consider if we need to look for daycare somewhere else i mean that's a significant difference i mean we love this lady that we're with right but paying double the price is um that gets tricky right but then you also look at it and you're like well if people can't find daycare anywhere then how does that even work right so and i've been even hearing that like some of the daycare providers just haven't even been signing up for for this program i guess that they're implementing so i don't know man it's who knows how all that's going to kind of shake out, but, uh, but yeah, why don't we, time um, will time will tell, man, the kids are going to get older. I'm going to get older. <laughs> Train's going to keep moving along. Um, yeah. So why don't we, uh, why don't we get into what we've been uh, playing? Why don't I turn it over to you? Will you had any time for video games? A little bit actually. Yeah. So after I returned, um, Jedi fallen order and God of war, uh, what was that? Two weeks ago. I, I went back to Breath of the Wild. Um, I didn't. I didn't re-rent God of War right away. In fact, I was. I've been in the library a couple times, and I've. I've been like, ready to jump on it, but I'm like, I might see if I can push a little further in Breath of the Wild because now, I've beaten the fourth uh, Divine Beast, which means I can now take on Ganon. Um, but I actually uh, decided there was a a side mission where I had to collect a bunch of like memories based on a okay. bunch of photographs that were scattered throughout the world. Um, and each of those memories would help like Link to sort of regain his memories of Zelda uh, and the events before the calamity sort of took place and everything was sort of plunged into darkness. So I've been kind of kind of cheating it a little bit. I got used IGN to sort of <laughs> help me uh, deduce where on the map each of those photographs was uh, located. No shame, man. No shame. I know. I Sometimes it's just like if, if I were to try to figure it out myself, I, I'd never get done. So I just kind of quickly went through it all. I, I was able to get all, I think it was like 12 or 13 memories plus whatever some of the main quest memories were. Uh, and now I can kind of turn my attention towards Hyrule Castle and try to take down Ganon, which I'd say within the, the coming week, I'm going to continue to push through. And, and hopefully, hopefully by next time I'm on the show, I can say I've actually beaten the main story of Breath of the Wild. And I can finally nice. put that game to bed. Uh, and then, you know, in the meantime, you know, I will also get back to the library and, and try to re-rent God of War. Because that's the next one I want to get back to. Uh, and I know we're going to be talking about God of War in a little bit. Uh, so I'm not going to go too much more into that. But I think I'll turn it back to you. Because Breath of the Wild is really the only game I've been playing this week. Okay, right on. Yeah, I mean, in God of War, like, it's there's been a lot of news the last couple of weeks. I wasn't on the show last week but obviously the new god of war is coming and i actually have the 2018 here that i i still have not played i mean i have it through ps plus i guess technically as well so i've got to got to get to it man i'd love love to be able to get through that game before um ragnarok comes out um but yeah for me on the gaming front really two things that i've been kind of grinding away at i've been doing um halo uh season two uh i'm at about level 55 so i'm just a little bit over halfway through the um, the battle pass. I'm gonna, I didn't end up skipping any levels, so I've just been slowly grinding it away. I'm also kind of dipping in and out of it. Um, there was an event, uh, I believe it was the Entren Entrenched, I think is what it was called, 
Um, and I essentially they've been doing it over multiple weeks. I think this was the third of four weeks. They still have another week, some point in August. Um, but they only have 30 levels. So it was, it was weird because I thought what they would have done was if they had four weeks, they would do 10 levels a week or five levels a week, but they had 30 levels and I was actually able to finish the 30 levels this past week, even though there's another week coming through. So I don't know. It was just weird. Um, so I, I grinded that out. I, I had to really spend an extra probably hour to an hour and a half just to get those, to get that 30, um, those, the, that 30th, uh, whatever it was, shoulder pad or whatever the, whatever the fucking shit it is <laughs> that they give out. Um, but yeah, so I got, I got that done. I really have been enjoying, uh, the land grab, um, match that they've got, um, in Halo. Um, I do think though, like it's, I don't think it's something that I can play every day, but when those events come out, it's definitely, you know, it's fun to like kind of chase some of those challenges and stuff like that. Um, I've been really kind of enjoying that now. I do know, I think they're, they've started the, um, and we'll get to this more in the news, but they've started doing the, um, campaign co-op testing. I think, um, I'm not going to be jumping into any of the, the campaign co-op testing, but I think, uh, I mean, me and Mateo definitely want to try to do a bit of uh, a bit of co-op in Halo and try to run run through it a little bit. I just finished the the campaign a couple a uh, couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the last time I was on the show. So um, so yeah, we'll see kind of where that goes. I'm not even sure when co-op's going to come out, but when it comes out, I mean, at some point, probably in the back half of this year, Mateo and I will set up some time to kind of grind through that one. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is another one that I've been playing. So those are really the two that I've been bouncing back and forth. I've been playing Ghost um, the, pretty much the last two or three nights in a row. Um, even during my workout time, I've been trying to just go around to do a couple little things um, to kind of keep the game going. So I'm about uh, 13 hours in, 12 to 13 hours in. Um, it's good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I personally and probably enjoyed Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla probably probably more um okay but uh it's 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 interesting I mean I can see the appeal of the game cinematically it's beautiful um you know they've got the side quests um it's it's so fluid I think probably like playing on the PS5 with the director's cut um it's just some incredibly fluid gameplay like it it's it's probably one of the most fluid games i've ever i've ever played like that's just kind of my thoughts on it um you get the feedback from the um in the uh in the dual sense and everything like that like it's it's well done they did the director's cut uh, on really well and you know it looks great on the oled panel as well so i've been been enjoying that one i want to try to kind of get through that so that i can kind of uh kind of move on to potentially maybe Horizon Forbidden West or Elden Ring or potentially mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok. Um I did I I was going to maybe dip into Last of Us, but now that they're coming out with this this new um PS5 version, I'm probably just going to wait. I have the PS4 version, but I'm I've never played it, so I'm thinking I'll probably just wait until the new PS5 version comes out and I'm thinking that's probably one I might wait until Black Friday. Um, because I think if it releases in September, I'm thinking by the time we get to November, November 15th, um, or not November, what am I talking about? Um, yeah, it, it, whenever it is in November, I think it'll probably be at like half price. It'll be similar to like, uh, on the uncharted legacy of thieves edition or whatever the fuck that's called where it was like full price. And then like literally three or four weeks later, it was like half off. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely probably going to wait on that one. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I was playing a little bit of, uh, um, Mario strikers played a couple matches of those. I think I maybe talked about that on the last, uh, last I, actually podcast. Tried it. I tried it over the weekend. I totally forgot to mention that. Okay. I was at a friend's what house. do you think? It's, so it took me a while to adjust to the controls because being, you know, being that I played it religiously on the GameCube and then switching to the Switch controller, it was kind of an adjustment. But it was me yeah. and my wife and their two friends and we were playing sort of two on two. And I, I was losing basically every match because the guy I was playing against, it was his game. So he, he was pretty much an expert at the game and he was, he was destroying us. But we ended up doing a full like 4v4 toad team 
it was like everybody on the field was towed and we just went like balls to the wall crazy as towed and we slowly got better and we actually ended up winning at least one match i was like i was pretty proud of myself but man that game that game got like way more intense than i was expecting <laughs> and it, the the learning curve was definitely there and it like I definitely did a bit more practice with it, though. But I had, yeah, I had same a lot here. of fun with all this air. It sounds like you've played probably just about as much as I, I've played of it. And, yeah, there's definitely some, like, frustration where you're, like, you feel like you're trying to score, but you just can't get it. And I think, for me, it's, yeah, learning curve, trying to get, like, some of the rhythm down to make sure that you're getting the passes where they need to go. Um, and obviously some of the trick passes and then shots and everything like that and power-ups and stuff. I didn't – I probably played maybe – around as much as as you or maybe less but yeah i can see the like it looks like it's a fun like party game to like kind of hang out with i mean same along along the lines of nintendo wii sports or nintendo switch sports sorry which i played yeah. a little bit of so um yeah man yeah that's uh that's pretty much it for me on the gaming front have you um have you been up to anything tv movie wise there's a obviously huge buzz around Thor, which Mateo wasn't able to join us tonight, but he was he was at the movies uh, actually earlier today to see it. So, were you have you been able to go out and watch it yet, or where are you at? No, I, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. It, there's I'm, I'm I may have to go and watch it solo because if I if I have to wait for my wife, then I'm going to be waiting until it releases on Disney Plus. Let's be real. Um, otherwise, though, I've been watching mainly like TV stuff. This week was actually a good week for like debuts of of shows of some of my favorite shows actually better call saul came back for the second half of season six so so far one one episode out i've watched that and i i'm gonna be so sad when the series is finally done like season six has really been like a stellar season and they're definitely gonna go out on a high note and we're finally gonna figure out how this show ties into basically the beginning of breaking bad and and like saul goodman's story and how it ties into that um We're going to see that over the next couple episodes. I think there's five or five or six episodes left now in the season. Um, So, you know, I'll probably give more updates later on without trying to spoil anything uh, for anybody who hasn't watched it. Otherwise, Bachelorette, that's that debuted on Monday as well. So I got two shows shows debuting on my birthday. So it was a pretty good day. Um, (laughs) So it's a new season of Bachelorette. And I don't know if you follow Bachelor or Bachelorette. They're doing it different this season. They have two bachelorettes going at once. And it's because I guess they were done dirty on their uh, last season of The Bachelor. Uh, and so they wanted to give both of them a chance. And of course, they're always bending and, and changing the rules on these shows. So now it's like they've got like 40 guys that are competing for either one of these girls, which it sounds like it's going to be a complete train wreck, right? Because you start to question, okay, well, you know, with one girl or one guy, it's bad enough. But then it's like you can, can now could potentially fall in love with like the same the same guy. Two the one guy can fall in love with two girls and maybe not say anything. Um, what happens if a girl decides to send a guy home that the other girl likes? There's a, there's also that issue. There's a lot of like questions that are sort of left up in the air because it's like they just kind of went with the idea and even they've kind of like regarded it during the filming of the first episode. They're kind of like, you know, we're just going to figure it out as it goes. It's your season. So that's always the way they sort of frame these things. They're like, it's your season. You do what you want. Meanwhile, you know, you see the previews for future episodes and it's like, Oh, you know, the drama continues. It's going to be the most dramatic season yet. And so I'm anticipating it will be, I don't think it's going to be a perfect season. It never is. (laughs) So excited for that. Finally, uh, my wife and I are, are trying to trying to get caught up on 90 Day Fiance. I think Good. you know awesome. we are we are so far it. behind. We are so far behind. I think on this most recent season of like just, just the basic 90 Day Fiance show, we're probably on episode four right now. So we're pretty far behind. But they just debuted a trailer for Happily Ever After the next season, and you know it's got all your favorite drama-filled oh, yeah. couples coming back. Um, <laughs> You know, there were, you saw the trailer for it today. I guess I sent it to you earlier, right? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually watch it, but I saw the thumbnail. It's got like Ed and uh, Soldier Boy's, or yeah. not Soldier, or Soldier Boy. Yeah, it's Soldier Boy and his uh, is Angela. Was that her name? I think that was. 
or not yes. not uh, Angela, and then Summit is looks to be on the thumbnail as well. So, so there's um, a couple of surprise returns because I mean the way that they kind of ended it with some like with Angela and her fiance, I thought that they were done. Apparently they're not, but I guess there's more story for them to tell. I mean Ed and Liz, that kind of made sense. You know, they they hit it off on the single life, so it only makes sense for them to kind of continue that story. Well, apparently also Elizabeth and Andre are coming back. And I and okay. I'm like, you know what? Those two need their own like spin-off show because with all the drama surrounding those two and, and that side of the family of Elizabeth's, like you can make a whole show based around that. Because anytime they were on camera, I was like, I'm in for this, man. I want to see more, you know, in family fighting. This is this is perfect. This is for me. <laughs> Otherwise, though, that show debuts on August 28th, so that'll be automatically recording on my PBR. And we'll probably talk about it when it's uh, when it comes out at the end of the summer. So that's that's all I've been watching. <laughs> nice, nice man. Yeah, I've been. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just off the back of that, I've been watching Ninety Day Fiance as well. It's uh, it's uh, appointment television for us on Sunday night. It's just kind of the last thing we do before we kind of unwind for for the end of the week and kind of start to digest the fact that we have to go back to work on monday and and so on and so forth so we, we just kind of watch that show so it's been been one that we're following we we're watching uh the last couple episodes so i won't uh i won't go into to it and ruin it for you but uh but yeah it's been uh it's been a good one we've also been watching um family Chantel. well i should say my wife's been watching that one she really enjoys watching that show but uh but yeah enough enough about tlc um <laughs> Other than that, I've been watching. I I watched a couple of interesting shows just the last and movies the last little while. Um, I've been watching Pirates Gold on Netflix. It's called uh, Adak Island. Pirates Gold Adak Island. Um, okay. It's essentially about the uh, this team of uh, people that are brought to this super remote uh, island um, in Alaska, um, which is like pretty much almost in Russia, like where this where this friggin' island is super remote it used to actually be an old military base and it actually housed like it had like a whole like city so it's just like this ghost it's like this ghost town or ghost city um of all these different like military installations and everything like that but there's a story going back a long way back that supposedly there was gold that was buried on the island and there you know it's the story about how they're trying to search for this gold that you know it could potentially be worth hundreds of millions of dollars so um definitely one i would recommend checking out we really thoroughly enjoyed it um it was reality show or is it a fiction uh it's reality yeah it's a reality show i mean for me like i really enjoy those types of shows just to watch really for like the landscape and just to really understand geographically where it is and like just how incredibly cut off from fucking society you are when you're out there um you know and how the weather kind of comes into play for some of the things that they're doing and um yeah just really just really cool show um very um it, it, it was acted out like you could tell it's like heavily produced like some of the shit like it's it's almost like okay like what are you doing like you're not even acting normal like you're just totally totally just saying shit that like you wouldn't say if somebody kind of approached you so it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's but in in those instances, you really just kind of laugh. And just I just look at my wife um, and roll my eyes. So um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Um, another one that I've been watching. I don't know if you've got your eyes on this. Will is uh, the Terminal List. It's on uh, Prime. I don't know if you have Prime or not. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one with it's with Chris Pratt. I don't know if you're a fan of Chris Pratt or you're a Chris <laughs> not a fan of Chris Pratt. Um, I, I but think he's I, okay. I think he's yeah. okay. Okay, so yeah, I think for me, like this is probably up there in like the top five shows I've watched this year. Like it was that good. Like I, wow, I was watching it, and then like it's it's long. Like it's I think it's like eight episodes, and each episode's like an hour long. Um, and you know, I finished watching like two or three episodes, and then that was all we watched for the day or whatever, whether it was one, two, whatever. And all I was thinking about is like, okay, I got to get back, and I want to I want to finish it right. So. Um, and I haven't really felt that way really about a show and I'm trying to think of maybe the last one that I kind of binged. I can't even think of it off the top of my head. So yeah, it was definitely one that I think you should 
should check out. I'd recommend everybody check out Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, there's no Chris Pratt love out there. Everybody seems mm-hmm. to be a fucking critic, but um, you know, if you can kind of get over that, I thought he did an incredible job. But um, but yeah, so watch that. Definitely recommend uh, another one I watched, which is just a total, you know, brouhaha mo- uh, movie on Netflix called SWAT. Uh, firefight it's with uh an actor called gabriel mocked he is the um one of the main characters from suits um i can't remember his name from suits but he was like one of the main lawyers um but i just li- like i just love him as an actor like i think he's great um so i watched that and i mean it's it's low production value but i think it was you know it was an hour and 20 minutes like it was just it was good there's no no thought type movie um <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty much uh, pretty much all I've been uh, been watching, man. Why don't we uh, roll into the news stories? We'll uh, we'll get into what's going on. We're twenty nine minutes in. We should probably talk about some gaming news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? First story that uh, I wanted to bring up is from Chris Pereira at Gamespot. Uh, God of War Ragnarok release date confirmed for November. New trailer release. Sony finally dropped the God of War Ragnarok release date along with a new trailer. We finally know when God of War Ragnarok is coming out. Sony told uh, Sony today confirmed Ragnarok release date on PS4 and PS5 on, uh, as November 9th, 2022, making good on the repeated reassurances that it would be available this year. The long-awaited release date was announced as part of a short new CG trailer, which you can watch below. It shows Kratos and Atreus squaring off against various foes and talking about not being done or not being alone before squaring off against what appears to be Fenrir. Yeah, and I watched, I mean, I watched this particular uh, clip. I thought it was amazing. I still need to play God of War 2018. And I mean, you were talking about it a little earlier in the episode. Um, how far in did you get? Or did you not start it? Where where did you kind of leave off? I, I'd i say my my play time, probably 45 minutes to an hour. I didn't, I didn't get very okay. far. I was just about to leave his homestead because there was some story that was taking place around there. And now we're, you know, my characters are finally leaving the homestead. So that's where the story is really going to start to begin for me. True. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, I mean, you, I'm assuming you want to try to get through it before, uh, before the next one releases. And obviously Ragnarok being on PS4 has got to got to be good for you. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely, I, I have no doubt that I will be able to, if like, put if i put the time in i'll be able to get through god of war um you know i had a lot of fun and it was easy to sort of pick up and understand the controls and it was a lot of fun it it felt very fluid and very you know easy to sort of move around in that world and uh, you know i was talking about it with uh with mateo a bit last week about um you know some of the gimmicks with the i I heard there's some skins that you can unlock too for kratos it was one that he can actually get um Milnir, which is like Thor's hammer, I believe, as a unlockable like weapon. Which I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because in the game, he does throw his battle axe around and retrieve it, much like Thor would his hammer. So I'm like, if if I had to shell out any money for any sort of skin or weapon upgrade, that would be that would be it. But um, yeah, no, I I'm I'm so glad that they finally unveiled the release date, and I'm sure we're gonna get some sort of extended gameplay footage sometime this summer i still think that that's going to happen um but i think that there was a lot of there was a lot of twitter sort of backlash over like when are these guys gonna like announce this like how come they haven't shown anything yet um these guys have been hunkering down and keeping busy and just trying to work on the game so you know it again it goes back to this whole like you know sometimes like twitter sometimes social media can be pretty negative uh in terms of people who are just like just kind of cruel and just being so pushy and it's like clearly these this game is going to release you just want to know you just want to date you know what i mean it's like i i sort of anticipated it was going to fall in november and so it's nice to see that it did fall in november uh i don't foresee it being delayed because i'm sure there'd be an upcry if that were the case but uh yeah, yeah, I mean, I they, as if as if they haven't fucking, you know, tried to run all over this game on Twitter already, and now they're already like, oh, it's going to be delayed. It's like, jeez, man, like fuck. It's just one thing after another, right? Like, okay, now they got the fucking release date, and then Twitter's just like, oh yeah, like it's going to be, 
you know, it's going to be delayed, yada, yada. It's like, oh, my God, man. Like, yeah. It's exhausting, bro. It is a little bit exhausting with a lot of the friggin' nonsense that's on there around God of War. I, I mean, I think it's coming out on November November 9th. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think one of the more interesting stories that's going to kind of unfold as we get closer to the end of the year, especially on this game, is really, okay, is this... Is this going to be a good enough game to kind of, you know, take down Elden Ring, right? I mean, you've got Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, and um, God of War Ragnarok in theory that are going to be all up for game of the year. Um, yeah, you know, at least on is Sony's there enough side, there? right? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm trying to think of what you know Microsoft is really going to put out between now and the end of the year that's even going to be on there. Yeah, I'm just trying that, you know, like they're going to have their third parties like Call of Duty is obviously going to be there. But I mean, Call of Duty is probably not going to go up for game of the year. Um, no. You never know. You never know. Right. But I have I have hopes. And, and I, I, I just wanted God of War to, to release this year, you know, just to be on that list, because I know that like it's going to come out. It's probably going to sell really well because of the hype around this game. And because God of War 2018 you know, was a masterpiece. I think it I. I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure it did. Did it win Game of the Year in 2018? I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't know, but it's a good question. I know that was it. Ghost of Tsushima. They won in um, 2019. 2019, right? Game of the yeah. Year. Red Dead Two is Game also Awards, in 2018. So Game of the Year 2018. Yeah. God of War. Yeah, it was God of War. So they did win it. Yeah. So here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, of course, it'll be on the list. It'll be a nomination. I still think that I still think Elden Ring could take it, though. I feel like yeah. Elden Ring really took the world by storm. It turned a lot of people on to FromSoft games that didn't even consider it before, uh, whether they like it or not. But I mean, God of War is going to be a close second. I like. I have a feeling it's going to be in the, up there. And you're right. Like I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head that Xbox has really put forth that could compete with these three that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and you know, Nintendo—they're in their own little category, right? They're not even really—I don't feel well, like that's what I'm. Team of the Year categories was, these days. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of the things I was just kind of thinking off the top of my head was, you know, is there a game in here that Nintendo's going to toss in 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 the holidays, mm. right? Like. Are yeah. we potentially going to see a Mario game, you know, in the holiday in the holiday window? Like, I mean, the only thing I would say to that is, I mean, they got Sparks of Hope, I think is what it's called, the Ubisoft um, yeah. game that's coming out. So, I mean, I do, you know, it, I would find it hard to believe that they're putting a Mario game out in that window if they're if Ubisoft, even though they're not a first party, right? I mean, why would they cannibalize a game that? game like that right so i'm not yeah. entirely convinced they're going to do that so then what else is there i mean but there's the breath of the wild sequel obviously but i mean i'm pretty sure yeah. the last what's the word on that and like did they say 2023 at this point i can't even remember what the last update was on that <clears throat> yeah so the last i believe the last update they gave was the game the, like one of the game uh, leads did say that the game got delayed to 2023 they didn't yeah, put so a then, firm date on it and they showed yeah. some new footage for it, but that was basically it. Yeah. So then, you know, in theory, what other games do we have really from, I mean, there isn't really anything from Xbox, right? Cause they don't really have, they're not coming out with a Forza game right until 2023. So that's off the table. Yeah. And I mean, they've had Elden Ring obviously on Xbox, but that's like a, it's a multi-plat game. The so I mean, guess? would be an indie maybe an indie hit like something like a tunic or something that like yeah did well on the indie side but like again like there's no like matt like the fact that we are still like we've been talking about this for five minutes and we still can't think of like what's the biggest xbox release like we've gotten we've gotten like a showcase that's showing off games that are going to be coming out but like there was nothing that could really compete with the likes of like god of war horizon um and and even Elden Ring cuz Elden Ring is like like these are all massive games and they're they're heavy they're, hitters right i mean i think if you even just take out like let's even just forget about Elden Ring even though it's it's kind of hard i'm only saying like if you're just looking at like first party 
platform titles like to put out you know horizon forbidden west and god of war in the same year um you know i think playstation's gonna have a pretty good run at potentially game of the year but i mean that metacritic on elden ring is hard to it's hard to kind of fight fight against right i mean that was a pretty incredible uh incredible number um cool why don't we uh well actually you know what before we do I think I just wanted to actually look what was coming uh, on Microsoft because I have it here over the next 12 months. So I think the Callisto Protocol is one that's coming out, but I think that's going to be past consideration for Game of the Year, technically, just based on its date. I think it was December. Mm. Plague's Tales not really going to do anything. The rest of this shit's all DLC. Um, and then what about Last of Us Part 1 Remake? Like that's the other one too. Like, would that even be considered? I don't know. For me, <laughs> for me, it's not. I mean, it's a remake, yeah. right? And I mean, I can. That's the other thing too with like Modern Warfare Two. I mean, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a ton of fun. Like, I'm really going to enjoy it. But it's a remake, right? Exactly. In, in theory, right? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, the only other thing I was going to say was, ah, uh, oh, fuck, what the heck did I have here? Uh, there's Gotham Knights as well, but I mean. Oof. For all intensive purposes, I don't think that's going to be lighting the fucking world on fire. So, um, no, you know, on that note, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it has, I mean, it's been good for Xbox in the sense their Game Pass has been good for third parties and, and stuff like that. But they have not had necessarily a, a good year for first, for first parties. But I mean, last year was, was kind of stacked for them, right? So that's kind of the way it goes, especially in COVID days and stuff like that. But, uh, on the note of Last of Us, why don't we move on to our next story? Uh, so, Last of Us uh, Part One uh, remake goes gold ahead of its September launch, according to Jordan Gerblick from Games Radar. Uh, check out the not so new trailer. The Last of Us Part One has gone gold ahead of its September launch. Naughty Dog has announced. The studio took to Twitter on Monday afternoon to celebrate the good news, as when a good game goes gold. Or as when a game goes gold, it means its publisher has deemed it's finished and ready to ship. Typically, it also marks the point at which a game will most likely not be delayed, barring any unforeseen circumstances that might affect its release date. Uh, so that's great to hear. It looks like it, that one's going to be on track for September. It obviously makes sense. We're getting kind of, it's crazy to think that we're getting close to September, but it is the middle of July, so it's like 45 days away. So it's um, it totally makes sense. Now, I mean, you have... Uh, quite an extensive background on playstation 4 have you i'm assuming you've played this i did so yeah like uh my playstation 4 was the one that shipped with the last of us uh on it and so i actually did it took me a couple years but i finally went back i think a year two years ago and i played last of us as well as the left behind dlc and i finished those games um have not touched part two yet but uh this one unfortunately is not on my radar um just because you know, I, I'm not the type to, in this day and age, to want to replay a lot of games unless yeah. I have some form of an emotional attachment to it. I will eventually pick up part two and play that. Like, that's basically, like, that's a certain thing. Um, but part one, I don't know if I would want to invest uh, full price in the remake necessarily. And this is the other game, I think, that was receiving a lot of backlash online regarding the, the price tag for this game because people were thinking that the price tag for it was a little too high considering it's a almost 10 year old game. But this is the difference between that is that it's not a remaster. It's like a full, yeah. like top to bottom remake of the game. Uh, yeah. Basically in the another the graphics of part two. So another shitty discourse on Twitter that's been going around the last, the last couple weeks with, you know, people coming out saying, you know, Hey, why are they charging $70? It's like, dude, like, they just remade the game from the ground up. Like they want, of course they're going to charge full price. And on top of that, like the game's going to be played by people that have never played it before. I can speak for myself. I've never played the game. Right. And you know, there's other people out there that are going to watch the HBO show and they're going to be like, Oh, I want to play that video game. Right. So yeah, I I don't know, man. It's like, it'll attract new audiences that, that missed out on it because it is almost a 10 year old game. Right. And, and people, and while yes, part two did come out, um, there may have been people that didn't, you know, go back and play part one. And now this is their opportunity to do so. And then 
play part two, like the way it was intended to be played on these new gen consoles. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think the other thing too, I think there is an argument to be made that, Hey, like if you're not going to make like a last of us part three, I, I do think that, and again, I don't know because I haven't finished the second, I haven't even finished the fucking first game, but I'm just saying like in theory, if last of us part two is that's the end of the story, right? For me, if you're if you're putting this out, you're putting the show out. Um, you know, do Last of Us Part One full remake, and then bundle that in with the remaster, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as a as a seventy dollar thing. Now, on Naughty Dog side of things, you know, how much does Last of Us Part One correlate to the show, and as and also Last of Us Part Two, right? Like maybe Last of Us Part Two isn't even in the show, right? That's it why seems think... like the show is following the first game's story. And yeah, Neil Druckmann is, is writing and, and producing this show. So he's working closely with the, um, the, the producers and the directors and every, everybody behind the show. And it looks like a pretty faithful like, you know, adaptation to, to television. But what does it mean for, say, if they want to continue it to a second or a third season? Are they going to you know, just jump straight to the second game or are they going to try to expand and tell some new stories that we haven't seen between, you know, the events of part one and part two? Because there is a bracket of time in there that they could definitely explore. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too, right? Is like, yeah, where do they kind of take it from here? So I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. We'll see where it's at. I, I mean, I I don't think I'm going to even have time to play it anyway but when it actually comes out. So... For me, it's going to be one that I'm going to pick up on sale. So the stupid fucking argument that's going on on Twitter about full price is, for me, is just noise. Um, yeah. So yeah, why don't we move on? We got a couple quick hitters here, um, and then we'll we'll try to get out of here. Um, Video Game Chronicles has got a uh, article up here regarding Halo Infinite's co-op campaign. The test is still targeting this week, but it's day-to-day. This is another thing that's been kind of going around on Twitter. This is posted by Tom Ivan. 343 says it's working to fix a few issues discovered in its current flight ring first. Uh, flight ring first, yes. Uh, 343 Industries has said it's still planning to launch a test flight of Halo Infinite's campaign co-op mode this week, but it's not guaranteed. The studio recently confirmed that it was aiming to test campaign co-op in the game's new mission replay feature this week. In its original Halo Waypoint announcement, the studio said the test flight was targeted to run the, the from the week of July 11th. So, of course, everyone on Twitter that has you know limited <laughs> limited brain capacity read that as oh, it's going to be live on July 11th, right? Except for yeah. if you read it, <laughs> it's pretty fucking clear what that sentence. Well, means, and right? even it's what like, you said here, the week of, it's like you got to read past the headlines yeah. you know and that's everybody why just twitter sees has the a date. section yeah twitter has a section now like before you retweet anything like did you read the yeah. article it'll ask you like did you read the article and sometimes i'll be like that's a good idea maybe i'll give it a quick skim to make sure i'm not posting false news or something yeah no it's true and yeah and i think i mean i think even ign was reporting reporting on it i don't know i saw something from ains uh porsche power he's with season gaming he said something. I didn't even actually look at it, but yeah, there was, yeah, Twitter was a, a blaze and being stupid again. So I mean, I I I do think that they probably wanted to have it live for July 11th, but I also think that you know they weren't going to push to the point where they felt the need to to launch at a specific zero hour on fucking July 11th. They wanted to make exactly. sure that they 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 sent it out when it was when it's ready. So I I mean. This isn't something that I'm going to be trying to jump into day one anyway. So um, interesting to see. I mean, I think at the very least, it's good to see that they finally seem to be on their way to getting this out so that people can actually yeah. start playing in co-op. It would have really been been ideal if this was really um, ready at launch um, and just kind of breeds to the continued conversation that we've had you know, for however many months about how the game probably should never have came out at the end of last year. It probably should have came out. It should have been their game for the end of the holiday of 2022 as opposed to 2021. But 
Um, nevertheless, they, they then sent we would have had something to talk about this year, right? Then we would have been like, Xbox does have a game, Halo. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, there was this was discussed at length in boardrooms, you know, and I don't know what the reasoning was behind, um, behind them pushing it out in November. But I mean, for me, um, you know, they had games like they had um, Forza. Um, I don't know when Psychonauts came out. But that they had four as well, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it was in the same window, but they had Forza Horizon Five, right? I mean, it's there. I think it was end of October. Um, just ride that high. Like they literally fucking buzz killed that game by literally putting out that test in like the middle of November, I think is what they brought it when they brought it out. And you know, Forza was just kind of you know, there's it they're two completely different crowds per se that are kind of attracted to those games, but they do cross like people that like racing games like shooters too, right? So I mean, for me, mm-hmm. there's only so many time, so much time that you have to be able to play. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer. Like, game probably should have came out in 2023, and I think, you know, first and foremost too, they probably um, would have had things in a bit better order for their live service side of things um, going forward, right? And I think there was definitely probably push from upper management to get this thing out the door just because they didn't want it to make sure that it was driving game pass subscribers. And, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately it didn't quite go as planned. So we'll see, we'll see what the next six months bring for, for halo. I'm, I'm a big halo fan, but obviously there's a, there's definitely been some growing pains with, uh, with that game. So, um, last story on the board that we've got is one that I found on games radar. It's one that's been talked about here for the last week or so. Um, but there was just a little update that they kind of sent out, and this is from Haroon Cryer. Hopefully I got that name correct uh, at Games Radar. GTA 6 needs to be the best it can possibly be, says Rockstar. Rockstar briefly talks up GTA 6. Grand Theft Auto 6 needs to exceed players' expectations, according to Rockstar. Late last week, the studio announced it would be ending ongoing development for Red Dead Online as it shifts resources to developing GTA 6. It went overlooked at the time, but as Push Square first reported, Rockstar makes a brief mention of its hotly anticipated game when writing about Red Dead Online. Over the past few years, we have been steadily moving more development resources towards the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. The blog post on Rockstar Newswire reads, understanding more than ever the need to be to exceed players' expectations and for this next entry to be the best it can possibly be. The post continues. So yeah, I mean... I just kind of found this one interesting. It's one that I've been watching kind of on Twitter a little bit too. And I'm a, I'm a huge GTA uh, fan. I've been playing since like even like the early computer days with GTA. I think I even played it on a like PC, the original Grand Theft Auto. Um, it was just, it's just been a, a revolutionary game. It's made so much money. I am thankful to hear that we're getting another installment on this and that hopefully it will be in this gen. We do not have to go another generation with GTA five because these constant trilogies and fucking remakes and like you know, like graphic updates. It's GTA online, it's like let's just get a new fucking game. Like they have literally milked the shit out of that game to no end. So I just I wanna see something new. And I think I think a, I think a lot of people in the gaming community do too. And um, you know, Rockstar never misses, man. I mean, their games are are second to none, so where are you on this one? I'm assuming you're excited. I don't know too many gaming fans that don't like GTA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was actually even going to ask you, did you play any of GTA online? No. So I, and that's the thing, like I missed relatively most of like the PS4 generation. I didn't really play. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I actually have a copy of GTA five on Xbox 360. Me too. Um, Me too. That I, that I played. Um, I played vice city um san andreas um gta 3 i believe trying to think of what games were on the original xbox that were grand theft auto that i don't have anymore um probably would have been three vice city yeah probably the ones that you just named three vice city san andreas and and then gta 3 i believe was on pc um was gta 3 top down i believe it was top down no, was no, that, that was their first. Uh, the original was uh, top down. One and two, I believe, were top down, and then yeah, three okay. went three uh, D. Yeah, okay. So three was the, but I, I don't know. Was three on Xbox? 
I th- I'm trying to remember if it was on Xbox or only on PC. Uh, I, I do. Remember. I remember it on PlayStation Two. Uh, I'm sure it's possible it was on the Xbox though. Yeah, I have to think. I I want to say it was on the do do do. Let's see here, PlayStation Two. Yeah, on the original Xbox. So yeah, GTA Three, and then yeah, GTA One and Two were were PC, right? If I'm not mistaken, those okay. were PC only games. I'm trying to think. So Grand Theft Auto. Oh no, Grand Theft Auto the original was on PlayStation PS One. It was on Game Boy Color too. Just fucking kind of oh. Windows. And the next one was GTA 2. GTA 2. Grand Theft Auto. GTA. GTA. Grand Theft Auto 2. Uh, GTA 2 was made on PlayStation Dreamcast and Game Boy Color. So those were. Those were never on Xbox. So the first Xbox was on GTA 3. So I. Yeah, I probably played one and two on pc that was late 90s crazy wild yeah like i think three in vice city i played at friends houses when i was playing like when i would go to friends houses who were on my hockey team and they'd always have it and it was like hush hush you know parents were in the other room let's put on gta 3 san andreas was my first game that i owned that my parents actually let me get at the ripe old age of 13 which i'm like I should not be playing this game, but yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was my, uh, yeah, that was my favorite one. And then GTA four was, you know, I, I liked it, but I felt like it, it didn't have the same sort of pacing that I felt like San Andreas did. Uh, GTA five is where it really felt like it's, uh, brought it back to, to what I remember. And just, yeah, it was a beautiful game, even on the Xbox 360. Right. So I can only imagine With all the hype around GTA 6 and the rumors of where it's going to be set. And this game just needs to come. Like, I'm just, I'm ready for this game now. So, so, um, it's, you know, it'll come. I actually heard too in this article, they were talking about how they wanted to remaster what GTA 4 and Red Dead 1 before GTA 6. And then they would kind of shelve that. I'm like, it kind of makes sense. Just, just turn your attention to GTA 6 and get it out the door. That's what I was hearing too, that they were going to remaster those and then kind of push them out. But it's like, yeah, like, let's get some, but enough is enough. I mean, they've just been kind of milking the shit out of it. Like, let's get on with it and get to the next game. Like, that's what, I mean, fans of GTA, like myself, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see them constantly remastering. I mean, there's been how many gens since GTA 5 launched? You had 360, <laughs> fucking, uh, two gens, two Xbox generations. One. Yeah, which is wild. Years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you know, Rockstar never misses. They take their time with their games. So, um, yeah, I'm looking, f- really looking forward to this one. Whenever it comes out in 2030 or whatever the fuck the date's gonna be. I'm uh, I'm still waiting for Bully Two. <laughs> yeah, well, supposedly that one got canceled, right? If I remember correctly, I know. I think yeah, they like they put a shit ton uh, of money into it and then they just shit canned it. I know it. It probably wouldn't be in good taste at this rate to release a game with a title like that uh but i mean it's also rockstar so they would kind of just <laughs> do whatever the heck they want uh but i mean the faster yeah. we get gta 6 and the faster we could possibly see red dead 3 because i think that would that's kind of how they're going with these games is they're gonna kind of alternate between the two true true well that brings it to the end of the news stories why don't we uh, just roll into what's releasing this week and then we will get out of here so this week uh the list is pretty light uh summertime's kind of kind of rolling through here uh we got a couple in here though century ages of ashes on series x xbox one july 12th long live the queen on all systems july 12th exl pc july 12th rune factory 5 on pc july 13th clan folk on pc july 14th power wash simulator on series x and xbox one on july 14th i heard gary witta talking about that one um <laughs> i'm gonna pass but um and exl is actually listed twice here i guess the switch version is getting released two days later which is I, that that makes sense that's like a nintendo fucking thing to do so we'll just leave that one there um yeah so that's it everybody um we've come to the end of the show we want to thank everyone for listening and joining us tonight we appreciate all your support 
please make sure to subscribe and rate on your podcast network. And you can reach us on our podcast Twitter account at Royal City Gaming. Um, we are going into the summer here. We just wanted to make a note on programming note. We may start spreading our episodes out over over a couple weeks um, as we kind of start to kind of take a little bit of a break this summer and and recharge. So we will um, we'll obviously keep everybody updated on Twitter, but um, that's the plan. Will, where can everybody find you, man? Yeah, so uh, I have my own podcast as well, the Outbreak Podcast, running it solo. Uh, you can find that uh, basically on all the listening platforms, much like Royal City. Uh, at Podcast Outbreak is where you can find it on Twitter. If you want to follow me on my own personal Twitter account, my handle is at Will Key. That's spelled with two E's. Awesome. Thanks, Will. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. We will chat with you sometime in the future. Play some vids, everyone. And go watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs>